Hello, Alaska. This is Pat Race. And this is Matt Buxton. And uh, this is a pod- <laughs> and I forgot what we're supposed to say. It's been so long. And this is a podcast about Alaska. Yeah, so we've started this podcast uh, quite a while ago, and we've done 15 episodes, and then we took a, uh, what would you call it, a hiatus? Yeah, that's a generous term for it. Yeah. For a year-long break, but we're we're back here. You know, we 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 both. There's a lot of change going on in Alaska, and I think uh, both of us uh, have gone through a lot since the last in the last year and a half. And Alaska's gone through a lot more. We would like to talk about it right now and unpack a few things that have been kind of bugging us over the last few years. We might have stopped doing the podcast, but we certainly haven't stopped thinking about it. Yeah. So our, um, I, I guess if I had to summarize what our podcast is about, I'd say it is um, kind of about the um, identity and texture of Alaska. And oftentimes we dive into like specific issues um, and involves a lot of discussion of policy around those issues. So like we talked about uh, candy crane law and we talked about Marmot Day and uh, talked about the Electoral College. Yeah. And those are some of the episodes that kind of like jump out to me as being the kind of thing I want to do in the future where we where we look at a specific issue, um, maybe look at its policy implications and maybe talk to some people who know a little bit more about it than we do. Yeah, so I'd, I'd like to just start with what are some of the personal changes we've gone through uh, since we last recorded. And uh, for you, that's a, a big life change as far as work goes. Uh, do you want to talk about that a little bit? So, so last podcast that you heard from us, uh, I was a reporter at the Fairbanks Daily News Miner up in Alaska, covering Alaska politics and government. Ever since uh, about last summer, everything changed. I got a, a call, a oppor- new opportunity to um, kind of take what I was doing and really just focus in on that. So I'm now um, the editor uh, and guest chief contributor, webmaster, everything for this website called The Midnight Sun. It's a, I guess I would call it a political news blog that kind of is a little progressive, and it's definitely kind of a different, um, the biggest change, I guess, is that now I'm working from home. I'm currently working from my office, which is a spare bedroom with uh, a couple computer screens and um, a uh, and a adjustable desk that I hardly ever use. Do you leave the house? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are some weeks uh, where the only face-to-face interaction I have with a human being is uh, my girlfriend and uh, my dog. So yeah, wow. Do you, <laughs> I need to do you need get, to get out a little more. Do you feel isolated? I mean, like that's got to be tough for you as a journalist. Like, how do you um, how do you like communicate with people and get ideas? And I mean, I'm still I'm still often you know I'm on Twitter all the time. I'm on my phone, texting, tweeting, font um, and phone calls, that sort of thing. So. I mean, if I'm being honest, uh, the life of a journalist, especially a political journalist, is very rarely spent outside of the office anyways. So the the big difference here is I just don't have um, lovely coworkers to be interacting with and bouncing ideas off of, which actually gets really boring sometimes. My dog is not the best uh, uh, collaborator. Yeah, sometimes you need someone to like break you out of a rut with a weird idea. Mm-hmm. Are there other parts of your life that have changed significantly? Uh, my girlfriend moved in on the same day that uh, we started. I started doing the blog, and um, being able to have a, a tighter connection with the content I'm creating through the the uh, blog and all that sort of stuff. I just feel like 
in the last year, I've, I've felt closer and more at home in Alaska than I really ever have before. So it's been really cool. I mean, you know, putting down roots is is a cool thing. And I think I think well, I'm kind of tired about talking about myself. Haven't you put down some roots? Yeah, and, and, and solidified them a little more. I, th- I think I think you've gone through some big changes too, right? Yeah, I've gone through. I mean, I don't feel like I've gone through as many like career change type things. I feel like I'm very much still uh, cobbling together a living as a as a weird independent <laughs> business owner, but. Um, but I did get married in the spring. I'm really happy about that. It's been a lot of fun to uh, like live that life. Uh, I um, uh, I've st- I still kind of just take on as far as work goes. I do a lot of um, different work for hire. Um, I kind of make my own projects. I do some just hustle, and uh, I run a comic mm-hmm. shop. And it's all um, that's all been going really well. Uh, I put on a comic convention here in Juneau, and we're we're looking at our third year ahead of us. I'm very excited about that. And I think we have probably talked about it on the show in the past. Um, but it's really fun to bring artists into town and to share them with our community. I still serve on the Alaska State Council for the Arts. Um, I'm involved in a lot of local organizations. And and uh, I don't, yeah, I don't feel like my, I don't feel like the shape of my life has, has changed. But I feel like a lot of the variables have so anyway, and you, get, and you guys on the uh, Alaska State Council of Arts, right, uh, approved your newest license plate this year. Yeah, that was a really fun thing. And actually, that's maybe a good segue into like the um, well, maybe I don't need to point it out because it was a really good segue. <laughs> but that's but yeah, let's talk about some of the changes that have uh, that happened in Alaska. And this is not like a big policy change, but the Alaska State Council for the Arts um, wanted to m- make a license plate as kind of a, like fun way to bring in a little bit of revenue. And uh, so we had a statewide competition for um, like a call for artists and we uh, ended up narrowing it down. We had kind of a celebrity panel of judges that include people like Ray Troll and Ali Circle. And uh, and then we narrowed it down to about five license plates and we had a uh, vote that was this big statewide vote on which license plate should be the next uh, Alaska artistic license. And the winner, Anita Lulainen, uh, is a UAA uh, graphic design student from Palmer, and uh, she did this really great design that's like uh, features the Aurora. And so, um, sh- you know, she won. We had about s- something like 17,000 votes came in for it. So um, that was pretty impressive. And the uh, the whole event was was uh, like it's it's gone pretty well. We'll see. You know, we still have to like mint the actual plates, but uh, um, we're we're on track for that. And uh, that's been kind of a fun like uh, it's it's not high stakes policy. It's like low stakes kind of nerdy government fundraising stuff. But it's it's really been fun to be involved in that. I know I I almost might swap out my bear plates for that my my beloved bear plates. Yeah, and the idea is that this will happen every like three or four years. We'll have like another um, another run at it, and it's kind of inspired by you know how our our flag was kind of created that way. The Alaska flag was created by Benny Benson in this like statewide design competition, and you know the I, I just like the idea that you can participate in the identity of your state in this way. So whether it's on the scale of an Alaska artistic license plate or on the scale of uh you know making a a coin or a stamp or or uh or a flag you know it's it's kind of a neat way to engage so everything else is going pretty well right now right in the state of alaska politics right oh yeah yeah if i recall correctly yeah well i mean so what what kind of changes have we seen in alaska politics uh in the last year or so like what what have you seen you're following a lot closer than i am 
Yeah, I mean, there's there's been a, a massive amount of change in the last year, and I think you know maybe maybe we were asleep at the wheel. We weren't offering our our sound policy takes on candy crane laws. That things have kind of continued to go sideways and off the rails here, yeah. but here we are. You know, we're we're uh, in 2018. Um, you know, our our state budget is is getting you know, a little, a little bit better. Um, but you know, our, we still are, are facing these huge fundamental, um, kind of holes in how our state government works. We're, um, you know, where we have kind of political parties who are at complete odds. We're, we're looking down at 2018 election this year that will really chart the course for the future. Um, you know, there's all sorts of sort of social changes going on. Um, we've had two representatives resign Ugh. for sexual harassment and assault. Yeah. Um, you know, there's been a lot of change in this last year. And, um, you know, I think it's a really uncomfortable time for a lot of people. But I think, um, you know, I think if the if hopefully the sort of Alaskan spirit and, and if it, it kind of is a cheesy thing to say, but I think there's there's a trajectory here where I can see where I'll through all these trials and tribulations and, and sort of light being shined on on uncomfortable parts of of how our how our government and everything else works. Yeah, I, um, I don't know. Can, can you know? Can chart. There is a, there is a path to something better. I, listening to what you said there, I think I realized why we haven't done this podcast in a while, and I think that mm-hmm. I would argue that there really haven't been a lot of changes, and and that we kind of saw that <laughs> and were frustrated by it. Like we we've the government has been kind of like gridlocked in Alaska. We have we have to come up with a way to fix our our fiscal problem and. You know, the whole session last year was just a grind, and it went on and on and on. And I think that our, I think that you and I disengaging from that was because we saw that coming and didn't want to be, mm-hmm. you know, we didn't want to have that same frustrated conversation over and over again. And I would argue that that maybe we're, you know, rebooting this podcast because we actually see potential for change in the future rather than this like slog of like oh wow okay the uh the house and the senate just aren't going to agree and it's going to be a battle and the state government might shut down and and then they'll squeak something past at the last minute i I mean i think we yeah i think think we kind of knew that was happening last year and i think it's going to happen again this year but i think that with the elections on the horizon and with people being kicked out of office i think we're kind of realizing that there's things are starting to give way you know this the the ice is about to go out yeah, I think maybe that's it. Maybe there, maybe my my feeling of change is that there hasn't been change. I think some of the the scale and magnitude of these problems, you would think someone would try to solve them, and and I think it's kind of a, continually sort of amazes me that they haven't been solved, that they have have only gotten worse and have only gotten more entrenched, and they've only gotten more, you know, they, they're only continuing to drag down the rest of the state. And I mean, oil prices are going up, so maybe everything will be okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so that was one of the things that it felt like is everyone was just kind of waiting and hoping that oil prices might go back up. But but I think that, uh, you know, we're seeing a lot more big social change. We're seeing the elections on the horizon. We're seeing the drama that comes with that. I, this, I think this session will actually be fairly interesting, even if we don't come to a conclusion on how to like get our fiscal house in order. Mm-hmm. I think, and that's I think the the grander scheme, the grander thing that you're seeing on a national scale here is that, you know, there are a lot of people who are becoming more engaged and and more active in, in politics, and you know, in some ways, it's a wake up call of you can't 
rely on the system as is to, to fix itself. And so you are seeing kind of a greater um, involvement of new people, especially on the local levels. Um, you know, you see uh, uh, the young people getting involved in Wasilla and passing a plastic bag ta- or a plastic bag ban. Uh, yeah. You know, of all places. Those what sort, was those that? Sort of that things are just that was amazing. amazing. That, that surprised the hell out of me. Like, so I'm reading the newspaper that Wasilla of all places plas- passed a plastic bag ban. And how did, do you know anything about like how that came to be? Because my, my view as an outsider of that community is that it's very, very conservative and, and, and very like uh, anti-environmentalist even. I mean, that's, I think that's, I, yeah, I think the thing about Wasilla that would surprise a lot of people, I think, is just how many young, dirty hippies there are. There's, you know, as, as there are smattered around the rest of Alaska, you know, you have the mushing community, those sort of people, and, and just young people in general who are, I think, more politically activated. And I think, you, you know, you look at that one, that band, you know, um, there were some changes on the the local uh, city council, um, but yeah, I think and, and I think you know part of it was you know there's, a, a, oh man, I'm it's okay. I'm on the yeah. verge of going onto the deepest tangent here, but I'll, <laughs> I'll 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 stay away from it. But I think you know there was I think some people were just fed up with the um, the pollution, the litter, not necessarily this leading heart liberal thing. It was just sort of a plastic bags are ugly how do we fix plastic bags well, let's get rid of them well that's i mean it's a little bit heartening uh that, that people can like come up with a solution to a problem because <laughs> it feels like it's been a while uh, one of the key questions that i've always sort of wished people were asking themselves more often with a lot of these policy changes and just kind of the way um we do things in alaska is kind of discussing and exploring the idea of like what do we want alaska to be and you know what can alaska be and what should alaska be and those are all sort of these different questions with different kind of constituencies and sort of differing differing um opinions here but this podcast i think is exploring some of what has made alaska special what makes alaska uh uh, problematic in some ways and and maybe we're bringing in um you know some of our friends along the way yeah, I think that really yeah. that really sums it up. And I think that the the thing that I've always been kind of worried about is like I don't want to just be kind of like a blowhard radio guy who has an opinion on everything. Um, <laughs> I, I I'd like to really um, remain curious and re- and like go and talk to people and ask questions about things I don't understand rather than assuming that I know the like because I don't know as much as I think I know, and that's a feeling I want to hang on to. Um, there are a lot of people who work in state government or work in specific really weird, odd fields that that know that inside and out and deal with it every day. And sometimes, um, you know, some, sometimes I think that we can like you as a journalist, me as just like a kind of like weird, inquisitive guy to, to like go in and ask a question that draws them out of the trenches and like helps them to to see the bird's eye view and to give us some information about the detailed look. that's kind of where I want us to land is this like um, not, not commentary necessarily a little bit of opinion um, and a little bit of like journalism. And uh, that's kind of what I hope for the show. 
Yeah, I mean, I think in in some level it's a conversation that we want to continue to have. Yeah, you know, both with each other, but you know, bringing in other voices and being able to engage with uh, you know our our, our uh, limited user ba- or listener base, but you know the people who listen to us and people there have been you know we really appreciate it. and the, a big reason that we've we're continuing to do this is because yeah. we have people who every once in a while ask what the hell happened to this podcast, you know what what happened and and uh, and and I think. For us, it's been so um, uh, satisfying and fulfilling. I think to be to know that we're we're having a conversation with with some people, and some people are listening, and 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 people are appreciating that. So I think that's that's one of the things is that I feel like this sort of conversation about curious views or something that is not really doesn't really have a particularly high profile in Alaska right now. I think there's. You know the 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 job of doing a daily newspaper or daily television broadcast, you know, doesn't really allow that time to stop and pause and reflect on on where we are, where we're going. Right. You're you're dealing with the day to day, like what is happening today. What what do I need to report on? That's like breaking news, and and then there's not a lot of actual time to come back and reflect on that. Actually, that's a that's um, I should talk about a project I'm working on. I, I'm I've just started as kind of a, a hobby project, and I'm in the very first parts of this. Um, but I, I want to do a documentary on the Vico scandal because I feel like it's mm. something that we haven't really ever reflected on as a state. Um, and so I've begun doing some interviews and I'm starting to like map out this project and have some really good advisors on board. Um, but I just, uh, I feel like we went through the Vico scandal, we experienced it, we reported on it, but we haven't ever like looked at its impacts on Alaska or, you know, the changes that came as a result of it. Or how it, or the changes uh, that didn't come as a result of it. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that, and there's kind of two main questions that I want to get at with this, and one of one of them is just like, you know, how do we govern ethically? And that's kind of a broader question that applies to any set of governance. But um, you know, how how do we specifically govern ethically in Alaska? And then the other one is like, how do we kind of maintain our um, like autonomy and self control? You know, like uh, how do we how do we as Alaskans govern for Alaskans rather than governing for large outside interests, which is something that we've mm-hmm. always struggled with. Uh, it goes back to the statehood movement and uh, fish trap laws and all of that stuff. And so I think that um, those are the things I kind of want to explore with this uh, through the, through kind of the lens of the Vico scandal. Yeah. That sounds yeah. really interesting. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Well, me too. It'll probably be a few <laughs> years. It'll probably be a few years, but maybe I'll, uh, we'll keep people updated as I go through yeah. it. So what do you think about the like elections this year? Have you seen much stirring yet or is that kind of a ways off? I mean, I, it's going to be really interesting. I think um, I'm, I'm of kind of two minds on this. I, I keep on hearing from a lot of people that um, the permanent fund politics, the, the tax discussion, the state budget is going to be, you know, crime is going to be the ruling issue of this election. But I really and I, th- I think people are really downplaying the impact that um, the 2000 elections and the motivation of new progressive young people will have uh, on this year. And so I think people do tend to get really mired down into this, the, the state politics. But I think that there's a there's this kind of grand motivation and sort of awakening of a lot of people that I think will make this year really interesting and might provide for some change, I think, uh, at least set the groundwork for it. I think that I've heard a lot of motivation from progressive women talking about, you know, just the need for more 
female candidates in Alaska, but also a, a higher need for vetting of male candidates that are, are looking at office. I think that there's going to be some really interesting questions that will extend beyond just what people... I think there's going to be a lot more issues at play here than just um, the P, the PFD. Yeah, I think so too. And um, you you talked about like vetting of candidates. I was just amazed... Um, like with Dean Westlake, that in an election that was won by a handful of votes, that no one dug up this history about this candidate that was apparently yeah. just like an open secret that everyone knew about. Mm-hmm. And so that that was kind of strange to me. And and we've been seeing a lot of that this year. A lot of these kind of like open secrets. Oh, everyone knows this is how it works. Like all that's kind of coming to the surface, and people are horrified because they don't know that's how it works. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't really want to get into the the Fansler stuff all that much. So yeah. I was gonna I was gonna tell that story, but I just it's a little well. Let's sensitive, let's yeah. save let's save both of those stories for the next yeah. time because I think that there's some Fansler stuff I want to dive into. I want to talk about. Yeah. I want to talk and about feel like, meeting him in the triangle for the first time. <laughs> yeah, and I think that, and so much of this too is is changing right now. I mean, maybe yeah. I mean, who knows what? Maybe the police report comes out and says something else really interesting there too. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's leave that stuff for now. Um, so we that last foot was on the elections. So do you okay. want? Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah. So I haven't seen a lot as far as the elections go. I mean, it, I I guess partially it's because the legislature's in session and people are have kind of got their hands full. Um, but it's been funny. Like this morning, I just saw a bunch of stuff kind of trickle out. People were talking about um, the uh, like Dunleavy's. Uh, advertisement like he just posted an ad on facebook that is just a picture of a truck going down a road well, like a stock photo kind of thing and then it just says paid for by mike dunleavy so <laughs> like, well so the funny thing and this is this is the really crazy thing about uh, my take on this and this is is that's not his ad that's oh, a, that's a yeah. politi- that's a polit- independent political uh is a super PAC that's right. funded mostly by his brother that's called Dunleavy for Alaska. So you know I think that's that, that this is probably one of those I- these issues that we're gonna this is a very fine podcast issue that we'll, we'll probably talk about pretty soon. But um, you know that that's outside money <laughs> with a bizarre ad. Yeah, it's really it's. Uh, it's this kind of like turned into this like accidental avant-garde political ad, like the uh, Mike Ravel throwing a stone into a lake. <laughs> sort of yeah. Thing. So, you know, it's going to be a weird year is, is I think what we're looking at, you know, there's a lot of kind of, um, you know, I think one of the big things that we'll see this year is sort of the difference and, and sort of incompatibility with kind of like, conservative politics and conservative governing a little bit and maybe maybe just politics and governing are just two different things completely and i think you know you look at dunleavy for example he's probably going to be the republican candidate for governor um but you talk to a lot of like republican legislators and not a lot of them are happy with with how conservative he is and and uh, and his positions are not not really in line with what conservative legislators are doing, or you know Republican legislators are doing, but they are in line with what Republican politics are. And I think that there's this really interesting dichotomy there, and difference, disconnect, I guess is maybe the better word. Um, so I think we'll see some of these sort of tough gears, I think, breaking out in, in the next in next few months, and maybe they'll get into sync, but maybe they won't. But we're, 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 you know, we're quickly 
making a list here of things we need to be talking about. Yeah, that's good. I'd love to talk more about the the gubernatorial elections. Um, you know, we've already had Charlie Huggins drop out. We've got, um, you know, Mike Chenault has like a governator ad that's like a uh, photo of maybe someone else's body with his head pasted on it, and it has the yeah. word and it has the word con- governator confusingly like inserted into it. And yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like Mike Chenault is actually kind of like personable. I feel like if he kind of pulled out the stops, he could he could beat Dunleavy, but also you've got this like Joe Miller effect in a primary where the Republicans Mm -hmm. have a closed primary. So it pulls it farther to the right. So maybe he doesn't have a chance. I don't know. I mean, and then we have the whole issue of we have an independent incumbent governor who can't really run in a primary quite yet. And, or he might be able to run in the democratic primary. He might not be able to. When do we find Um, out about that? That's uh, the oral arguments are pretty soon. Um, we're in that, the Supreme Court. Uh, that, we also have the potential of, you know, former U.S. Senator Mark Begich entering the race, too. Yeah. And and, uh, and he's he's teased about it. He might enter. He might not. There's been a lot of talk and I think a lot of uninformed talk about what how what kind of impact um, uh, a Dunleavy uh, Begich Walker race might look like. Ooh, uninformed uh, talk. That's my specialty. Oh, yeah. Yeah, perfectly. Yeah, it's exactly the the place for two uh, cis white men to talk about podcast or talk about politics. Yeah. I'm not white, but there we go. Yeah. White enough. Um, okay, so what else? Uh, what are what are some other topics that we might run into, like, as we as we stagger into this next year of uh, of politics? I mean, the big things, the things that I would love to continue talking about, you know, the, the budget's always a big thing. The way we're solving the budget is a big thing. Um, but, you know, the elections are coming up. There's some really interesting questions about the direction our, our government might go in. You know, we have um, uh, we have uh, okay, 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 okay. horizon. Matt, uh, oh, sorry. Matt, but what is the but what is like <laughs> the Marmot Day candy crane episode? Of right. The year? Yeah. Like, what's the weird little like squirrely <laughs> funny thing that we like? Because that's the one I want to do is do we get to finally do our pizza episode? I've been I have been I, talking to people about their favorite pizzas. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, thank, thanks for grounding me here. I, I immediately go to the the thirty thousand foot uh, entire uh, not tome of a podcast novel. Yeah. You know that we we haven't talked about uh, the fact that you have to mix your own drinks at distilleries now. Yeah, yeah. Marion uh, Marion just thing. yelled from the other room. She yelled distilleries. Yeah, distilleries are a big thing. <laughs> um, we're we're having a big fight over whether or not to ban smoking in workplaces. Um, they were talking about a state twenty cent tax on uh, on um, on plastic bags. Yeah, I you know, it, and it might be interesting to go back and look at the effects of some of the um, targeted legislation. Like the we talked about the Dave and Buster's bill. Um, we maybe Uber is a good one to go back and look at. Yeah, it's well, it's always they, strange to me when government um, you know like tries to open a door for like one specific business model. Well, and the great thing about it is that the Dave and Buster's actually has just uh, just announced that they're going to be opening up their location. They two hundred and thirty new jobs in the Anchorage area. Mm-hmm. Um, just as just as I was starting to wonder, like. If that was ever going to come to fruition, yeah, they're they're finally building it. And we talk about maybe Sam's Club, like all the Sam's Clubs in the States just sort of closed overnight, which is weird and uh, a little bit scary. (laughs) Yeah, fun fact, though, that the Sam's Club in the parking lot of the Fairbanks Sam's Club is one of the few remaining blockbusters in yeah. Alaska. So, so block, maybe that's an issue. Blockbuster people love, outlasted Sam's People Club. love Alaska blockbusters. We should do a blockbuster episode. That'd be great. <laughs> now, a couple have closed recently. How many do we have left? 
I think I saw something that there's in the range of either six or seven left. And Alaska has a lot of them. Yeah, we don't have any here in Juneau anymore. I'm a little sad about that. Do you have a Blockbuster in Fairbanks? Yeah, we we have, I think, two. Maybe three, if you count North Pole. Do you have a card? When was the last time you went to Blockbuster? Oh, I think I went to the last time I think I set foot in the Blockbuster was the one in Juneau when it was closing (laughs) to buy some DVDs on on the cheap. All right. Do you want to do that a a podcast? Yeah, I think that was a podcast. (laughs) I think we podcasted. (laughs) There we Um, go. Yeah. So, um, yeah, goodbye. We'll uh, see you next time. And uh, we won't actually see you because it's radio. Uh, Okay. What do we, how do we end these things? I forgot. Oh, yeah. Remember, do, do we want to plug everything? Do we need to plug stuff? Oh, yeah, I I, sure. We have, we have Twitter handles. I have a new Twitter handle now. Yeah, what's your new Twitter handle? So you can find me at Matt Buxton on Twitter now. Uh, just M-A-T-T-B-U-X-T-O-N. Uh, just your name, Twitter. just as easy yep. as that. And then that. I also am doing blogging daily at uh, MidnightSunAK.com. You can also find it on Facebook. Um, one of the big things we're doing right now that you might find useful is we're doing these kind of daily um, recaps of the Alaska legislature, trying to find uh, kind of the weird and interesting stuff that might not make it into daily stories not everywhere else. So you can find out just the weird, just, 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 you can find out the latest and weird stuff that they, people might have said in committee about work requirements for Medicaid and, and, uh, and the latest sort of machinations of the smoke-free workplace bill. Cool. Yeah. And I'm, uh, I'm, uh, at Alaska robotics on Twitter and I mostly write about comic books and Alaska politics. And then, um, I've got a website at alaskarobotics.com. You can come visit me at the comic book store in Juneau. Um, and, uh, you guys have a really cool selection of board games now. Yeah, we do. We actually just did a board game convention last week. There's a group in town called Platypus Con. Oh, I'm uh, so jealous. And, yeah, it was great. It was really fun to go hang out and meet all these people and learn about new games. And um, Actually, I just created a game for the store that's like our overly complicated uh, customer punch card. So you, you, come into the, you come into the gallery and you get to roll and make a character. And uh, oh, you can, no. Like, oh no! Oh no! I need can, to move to Juno now. Yeah, you can earn experience uh, and go on adventures and like win prizes in the store and like get little items for your guys and stuff. So oh, it's, that's super cool! Yeah, it's like it's uh, it took a long time to make and it's pretty neat. There's like <laughs> yeah. So if you're wondering why we don't have uh, we haven't done a podcast for a year, yeah. you could you blame that. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, and I guess. Uh, I don't know if you if you like listening to podcasts, um, kind of like by and about Alaskans. Um, some of my buddies in Juneau have a, a podcast called Bridge from Nowhere, and uh, they mostly just they they kind of started it with the idea of like hey, we're gonna talk about the unique aspects of Alaska, but really they mostly just talk about poop. All right, great. Well, uh, I guess we'll we'll see you guys next time. We're not gonna make any promises on when and what it will be about. All right, that's our episode. Goodbye, Alaska. See you guys. Bye, Alaska.